Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining us. Comparison. Gosh, why does that have to be such a nasty word? You know, Amy Morin in her book, 13 Things Mentally Strong Women Don't Do, talks about how comparison is, you know, can be healthy and not so healthy. But without comparison, how do we know if we're fast, slow, tall or short, uh, good or bad at something, smart or not smart at something? So this week, we're going to jump into talking a little bit more about comparison. Uh, We're going to dive into some career comparisons, some family comparisons. And of course, I'm going to leave you with some tips that you can think about incorporating into your life. Come on and join me. This week we're talking about comparison, and when I think about comparison, I also think about competition competitors. So, of course, I'm going to start you off with just a little bit of a sports reference. So, I'm a competitor. I love to compete. I, my dad used to say, I hate to lose. I'm not a sore loser. I have moments of being a sore loser. But mostly, I hate to lose. And I used to show that as a young athlete growing up in junior high and high school as a fierce competitor um, in the sports that I was involved with. But I also am a fierce competitor when it comes to being a fan. And so in 1992, for my college basketball fans out there, uh, there was a little game in March Madness, uh, uh, Kentucky versus Duke, and um, there was a last second, last sec, not even half a second, um, shot made by the wrong team, <laughs> by Duke, of course. And I, um, you know, that is one that haunts me to this day because I am such a fierce Kentucky fan. And yes, I do hashtag still hate Leitner for those who are wondering. I, but also, you know, I, I love competing in terms of um, having confidence on my team. And so in 2006, the Cardinals played the Tigers in the World Series, had a little bet with a friend, loved that I won that bet. And my friend had to wear a Cardinals shirt at a professional social outing that we had gone to. And that was super fun for me. And then, of course, the one that tends to get ruffled feathers a little bit more is when I like to share when folks say, oh, the cards suck. And I simply look at them and I say, and how many World Series does your team have? So unless it's a Yankees fan, then I can't, of course, say that. But for the most part, you know, that is all fun. Those things are all in good fun. Um, and, and sports, there needs to be some kind of, you know, fun competition or comparison to see who's better, who's the best, those kinds of things. But when I think about comparison from two different angles, it is something that um, I'm certainly not perfect at. I compare all the time. Uh, And as I read uh, Amy Morin's book, 13 Things Mentally Strong Women Don't Do, but also uh, my girl Rachel Hollis's book, Girl Stop Apologizing, I couldn't help but think about strategies, ways to stop my comparison. And 
when I have started doing these things, I'm a happier person. And so I wanted to pass those things along because I think we're in a world and a society and for those in higher education in a very competitive career field for whatever reason. And so I wanted to pass along some things I learned, some tips I want to pass along, and even some things that I'm sharing as well. So let's start with career comparisons. Um, In many higher ed venues, if we're not already there, we're coming up on the end of the academic year, which always means graduation, end of term celebrations, awards, um, those sorts of things. And so We find, I find, that folks get into this I should sort of statement, right? I should be farther along in my professional journey, right? And so um, I should be a director. I should be an associate director. I should be a dean of students. Whatever those things are or in whatever career field you are, whatever those next level steps up, you might be seeing like, career friends or friends or colleagues who are taking advances, who are in their next role for their career journey and their career path. And that, for them, is where they're supposed to be. And you may think, I should be farther along too. And I'm here to tell you, when it is your turn to be farther along, you will be farther along. So, I encourage you to stop making those comparisons. In my career path, getting a doctorate is a really important thing. And I saw so many of my Facebook friends and Instagram friends who were graduating with doctorate degrees, and I couldn't be more excited for them. And at one point in my career, I thought, I need to be getting a doctorate. And then other priorities started to happen for me. And that has no longer become a priority for me. And that is okay. And I had to get there, right? I had to get to a place where I said, these are your other priorities. You can still do some really awesome things in your career without a doctorate. And I even started, there's a little comparison bubble, but also I even started thinking about all the folks that I have looked up to over the years who have taught me things over the years, whether they knew it or not, whether it was formally or informally, who don't have a terminal degree. And so it was important for me to remind myself that that's not part of my journey. That doesn't mean education or further education isn't part of my journey, but the doctorate is no longer going to be part of my journey. So I um I think it's really important as well to think about distinguishing between comparison and discrimination. And so in her book, Amy Morin talks about gender pay gap. And of course, that's a real thing. And women are the victims in many of those circumstances. And so it's important to think about you need to not compare yourself necessarily to where people are, but it is important to understand when you might be experiencing a form of discrimination like pay because of your gender. And so those are two very fine things to make sure that you understand that you've got your 
um, team that can help you distinguish between the two and um, help you create a path if that is something that you feel you are experiencing some discrimination uh, and not just a matter of they have more, they've been promoted, um, those sorts of things. So let's jump into family now. And family is a source of comparison as well, right? And so we are at the stage in my family where one kid says, that's not fair. She fill in the blank, right? She got the toy first. She got more grapes in her dinner. Whatever the thing is, the that's not fair has reared its ugly head in our house. And that comparison piece is natural. It's a part of being siblings and family and um, and wanting to be equal. But there comes a time and place when that no longer should be part of the vernacular. So um, an example in the book that she talks about is when um, one person maybe graduates from college and is compared to a sibling saying that your sibling was able to get a job right out of college, right? And the tool for that is saying, that's fantastic and I'm so glad she did that. I am not that person, right? My journey is different than that person. And so I think it's really important to think about how your comparison shows up when you think about your family. And that could be who you grew up with. That could be comparing to your partner or your spouse, right? Um, the, the idea of who makes more money, who has quote unquote the better job, um, who gets to do things that they want to do versus not, right? As women, as mothers, sometimes I think we fall into this trap of, you know, um, this, it's not fair, right? Internal potential dialogue of it's not fair. He gets to go hang out with his friends on the weekends and going on these trips. And I'm back here cleaning the house and watching the kids and going to the grocery store, right? And so those comparisons, um, are damaging and need to make sure that we understand when those things are happening. And then, you know, I think it's also important to think about um, the family that you want and not comparing yourself and your family to the one that you want to be. Um, you know, I am super fortunate that we never had issues getting pregnant um, and, and having a family, but I do know that when we were trying and it maybe was taking a little bit longer, I would compare myself to the women who had just gotten pregnant and totally unfair of me to do that. Also totally human. And so, um, you know, for those who are comparing themselves to the family they want, I challenge you to think about some of these tips that I'm about to share. So, um, social media can be such an impactful way to compare one another. Um, as a reminder, and we all already know this, we only put on social media, folks only in general, put on social media the things they want others to see, the happy moments of their life. Pause if that's a new concept for you. And think about what are the images you're sharing on social media, whatever your platform, what are the things that you're that you're sharing on social media? And so if you find that social media is one of those things where you fall into the comparison trap, make sure you're monitoring your time on social media or get rid of it altogether or take a pause from it. Um, that's going to be able to help your mental health and your mental capacity far more than you even realize. 
make sure that you're reframing your thoughts. And so there was a great example in the book about a woman who was comparing herself to her friends. And so instead of saying, my friend has a better life than I do, maybe it's more like my friend has a different life than I do, but it's not better or worse It's just different. And so doing that reframe is going to be really helpful in the comparison piece of where you are and how you are um, navigating this world and and avoiding the comparison spiral that that folks sometimes get into. Um, One of the things I really loved was this tip of creating a rich, full life. Now, that doesn't mean a busy life, right? Like, But doing things that you love and that give you lots of energy, because a study shows that when you are doing things that give you a lot of energy, that give you a lot of life and passion, that there's less time for you to compare or for comparison to happen in your life. So create a rich, full life. Find those things that you really love, that give you tons of energy, and fill it with those things. Um. I really love the idea in uh, Amy Morin's book to compare in facts and opinions instead of better and in worse. So facts and opinions, for example, is like, he is taller than me. Those are facts. Those are things you're going to see immediately upon someone walking up to you versus comparing better or worse. He dresses nicer than I do. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Those are opinions. And so when you start thinking about comparing in fact versus comparing in opinion, um, it's going to help you with your um again, with your just kind of your mental capacity. Um, It's important to make sure that you're comparing yourself to your yesterday self. So um, I dress really well some days and I dress really not well some days. Thank you work from home capacity. Um, But it's important to make sure that you're thinking about how do you compare yourself to your yesterday, excuse me, your yesterday self instead of to your partner, to your colleague at work, to your neighbor who just bought a brand new car. We don't know their circumstances. We only see the outside. And so it's really important to compare in facts and opinions instead of better and worse. Um, The one thing that I love that I need to do better at, and I'm going to encourage folks who are listening to this podcast to also think about, is to accept your discomfort. If you find that you get into this comparison trap and you're continuing to compare and compare yourself, I come earlier to the office, I work harder than other people, I do more, that you need to stop and sit in the discomfort for a little while and figure out why the comparison is happening. Um, Is it that you're not getting enough credit at work or from your boss? Is it that you feel like you should be further along in your career field? Is it that you're not happy at home or with your family? Um, And so really making sure that you're sitting with the discomfort and accepting that discomfort and where appropriate, also addressing that discomfort and sharing with folks, I'm really happy for you. I need you to know that I am not in a good place with this. And so I will be happy for you, but it's going to be from at from a distance, right? Um, So it's important to to be um, real with yourself around that discomfort. 
And then I already mentioned this, uh, but it's really, really important to compete against yourself. I, I love this phrase of compete against your yesterday self. Compete against your yesterday self. That's the only person you should be competing with when you are comparing um, comparing yourself. So make sure that you're competing and comparing with your yesterday self. Because guess what, my friend? You're doing amazing things. And you are on your own journey. You're not on someone else's journey. And I want you to remember that when it's your time, to do the amazing things you are meant and built for, it'll be the right time. So watch how you compare yourself and fill your life with rich and full activities and accept your discomfort and go out there and do the amazing things that you are built and made for. Thank you for coming along on this journey with me. If you enjoy this topic and know other women who will benefit from this conversation, please pass this along to them. I would also be most appreciative if you hit the subscribe button on your Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to join me on Instagram at at done.apologizing. Thank you for listening and remember, you are fabulous. You are a badass. You got this, and I'm here for you.